Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to midday super talk mississippi the element well studios on the road again today this time down at two museums we are here for empower mississippi's unleash mississippi event rhino back in the studio so rhino we've been uh, a bit of, uh, of a nomad here on the road uh yesterday in oxford really enjoyed that being at the Oxford School District at the brand spanking new Center for Applied Engineering. A great group of guests came on the program yesterday to talk about that fantastic facility and the program in general. I really do think what we witnessed will be a model, a template, if you will, for the future of high school education, secondary education. Great group. But we're here today at two museums, at the Civil Rights Museum and the Auditorium right next to it, Empower Mississippi is holding their second annual Unleash uh, Mississippi event. I already called it annual because I'm assuming we're going to do this every year. Uh, but we had a great event last year, expecting an even better one today and a great guest lineup in store for us. We've got Lee Childress, the superintendent of the current school district, and Elise Marcelino, the director of new school projects with Empower Mississippi, coming on next at 1020. And then at 10.53, Empower will come on and uh, talking, talk about uh, some of their work around the state of Mississippi, some of their policy focus. At 11.05, we'll kick off Hour 2 with Forrest Thickpen, a senior advisor for Empower Mississippi and Sheriff Brian Bailey. Brian is the sheriff of Rankin County, nearby Rankin County. And then Russ Latino, the president of Empower Mississippi, comes on middays, followed by Grant Callen, the founder and CEO of Empower, and then the governor of the state of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, joins us at 12, 1220, and he'll stick around for a second segment at 1237, and then we'll round up, uh, round out the day, I should say, with uh, some additional talk. But we're here at this, if you haven't been here, folks, you, you need to come. You've got to come tour uh, the Civil Rights Museum and, uh, and witness it in person for yourself. It is so well done so professionally exhibited and it really tells the story of, of Mississippi and it's a great place to reflect uh, on learn about our past uh, and of course I like to focus on the future but we learn so much about I think the perspective of just how far our state has advanced by touring this facility and uh, seeing what it was like in the old days and how it's progressed rather dramatically since then. On a related note, 
Not sure if you saw this, uh, Rhino, related to civil rights and the issue of civil rights in general. The state of California is getting pretty dang serious about instituting uh, reparations uh, for black Americans, black Californians. They have formed a task force, the state of California has, and they've produced a 500-page interim report, interim report. And it chronicles centuries of racial oppression from the start of slavery in the 1600s to present day, what they describe as present day inequities experienced by black Americans in California and the rest of the country. And it includes a series of recommendations for repairing these damages in more than a dozen categories. And it is, uh, it is thought by many that what will come of this is some form of monetary reparations to those in California, to black Californians, and that this will become kind of the model for similar programs in other states and maybe even for the U.S. Congress to institute some form of reparations. Not sure how far any of those efforts would go in their respective jurisdictions, but probably a high probability something gets done in deep blue California, which, by the way, entered the Union as a free state in 1850, but it did enforce fugitive slave laws, and that's where a lot of the criticism comes from, is uh, their, their involvement in enforcing those fugitive slave laws. So it looks like they're pretty set to implement some sort of, of uh, reparations. The report also includes a, a, a broad range of, of recommendations including, I find this a little perplexing, access, increasing access to parks and public transportation in black neighborhoods, uh, stopping banking and mortgage discrimination, establishing free tuition and adopting a school curriculum that includes more expansive discussion of the experience of, experiences of black Americans. So, big task force, 500 pages. I thought that was interesting. Uh, that sounds like a lot to me. But anyhow, uh, we're tracking that. Uh, something else that happened yet late yesterday after the show, you guys probably know about it now, another shooting, this time in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, at uh, a hospital, I believe, a gunman who purchased a weapon that day, opened fire on the second floor. Actually, it wasn't a hospital. It's a, it's a medical building that's on the campus of St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa. This occurred Wednesday afternoon. The gunman killed four people uh fewer than 10 others were injured and then the gun the gunman himself also perished it was a semi-automatic rifle and a semi-automatic pistol both were found at the scene by tulsa police department just found it interesting that this this nut actually purchased these firearms that day so once again though you got to believe they were legally purchased if they weren't then whomever sold them to them violated some sort of laws and regulations, but they they qualified for the purchase, uh, made it legally, did all the background checks, and then went out and committed this uh, horrendous crime later on uh, that same particular day, which was yesterday. I also got a notification uh, this morning, a rhino, that a, a California teen has been busted for trying to get some other students to carry out a mass shooting or a bombing at a high school. So 
it just always seems like any time we have one of these events, such as what occurred in Uvalde, Texas last week, that you get these copycat nuts out there that decide they want to go play shoot 'em up and bad guys well. And uh, I, I'm not exactly sure how uh, police became aware of this, but they did search the residence and they they found parts to explosive devices as well as assault rifles, several knives, and electronic items. And this is, I'm quoting from the police report, that could be used to create other weapons. And so the 16-year-old was arrested on suspicion of possessing destructive device material and threatening to commit a crime. Wow. Uh, it just seems like it's every day, and it's, uh, it's really, it really is disgusting, and I haven't seen anybody yet put forth any kind of measures or ideas that would guard against and, and address these, uh, this evil that seems to live in the hearts of, of uh, a few nuts that want to go out and cause harm to others. On the economic front, we had disappointing jobs numbers this morning. We'll get the ADP tomorrow, but we were... We were looking for more new jobs created than the report reflected. The analysis reflected from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The market absorbed that, did not like it. But something that happened yesterday that was uh, really in, uh, a telltale sign for the economy and, and something I believe that, um, uh, that, that is influencing markets is Jamie Dimon, the J.P. Morgan CEO, yesterday said, and I'm quoting, you better brace yourself. He told this to a room full of analysts and investors. J.P. Morgan is bracing ourselves, and we're going to be very conservative with our balance sheet. He made um, uh, some reference to... The, uh, what he made an analogy, I should say, that he thinks we got storm clouds coming, but the storm clouds may actually result in, a, in an economic hurricane, a hurricane. And so that's why he told all these analysts to brace themselves. There's lots of opinions on where all that's going. He goes on to say right now it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. Everyone thinks the Fed can handle this, but that hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. And we, we spoke yesterday about the president meeting with Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. And at the conclusion of that meeting, basically the president came out with no concrete plans to combat inflation, but rather said that it was uh, in, in the lap of the Fed. And he would rely on the Fed and Fed policy, unwinding the balance sheet um, to eliminate the, or reduce, I should say, the money supply, decrease the money supply, and of course, increasing the Fed funds rate, the benchmark interest rate. Those are the two main tools the Fed has to address uh, inflation. So he's leaving it up to them. I guess what I don't get is, what about making permanent the Trump tax cuts rather than raising taxes? What about deregulating and, and producing incentives through deregulation for private sectors, the private sector to produce more and produce more supply. Uh, what about that? What about uh, stopping all the crazy federal spending and, and putting a clamp on that? You just don't hear any of those ideas. It's always about we've got to tax more, we've got to spend more, and by the way, it's not us, it's those private sector guys over there, or it's Putin that's causing all this. We'll take a break right here on Middays, the Element Well Studios down at two museums for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. Coming up next, Lee Childress, Superintendent of Carnes School District, and Elise Marcelino, Director of Empower Mississippi's New School Project. 
Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Have you noticed that hardware is getting harder to find? At Ace Bolt and Screw, they have the hardware you need. Tools, millions of fasteners, and even vendor-managed inventory. And Ace Bolt and Screw has a friendly team of people that can not only help you find the hardware you need, they can give you solid advice about your project. Contractors, major industrial operations, and even do-it-yourselfers have trusted Ace Bolt and Screw for over 50 years. Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off 555 in Gluckstadt, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richmond. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. I'm Michael Guest. To get America back on the right track, we must return to conservative policies and principles. That means protecting our constitutional rights, liberties, and freedom. Getting government out of the way so our economy can grow to stop inflation and bring down prices. I'm honored to serve as your congressman, and I'm asking for your vote on June the 7th. With your support, we will put America first, now and for our children's future. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Standing in the rain with his head hung low. Couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold out show. everyone to midday super talk mississippi once again we're down at two museums today for empower mississippi's unleash mississippi event this will be the second uh, such event but i got a feeling this thing's going to continue on 
on an annual basis. And uh, joining us now, we've got uh, Lee Childress, the superintendent of the Corinth School District. He's on the line and uh, present here with us in the Element Well Studios is Elise Marcelino, the director of the New School Project with Empower Mississippi. Good morning, Lee. Elise? Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you all today. So it's a big day for Empower with the Unleash Mississippi event, get it, getting it all set up here in the auditorium. Elise, I know you've been uh, with Empower for some time. You've focused on um, the education realm and education policy, in particular school choice, have, have been instrumental in advancing the ball on uh, school choice policy here in the state of Mississippi. But uh, you've got kind of a new role at the organization. Tell us about that. Yes, so actually it was called the New Schools Project, um, but now it is called Embark. Right. And what I'm doing is basically looking, finding uh, new school founders, guiding them through the process of early planning and startup, and looking to invest in promising new school leaders. So it's an exciting new venture, uh, and it's going really well thus far. And what we want to do is create a lot of new education options in Mississippi. Gotcha. Lee, your school district, the current school district, is uh, known throughout the state as uh, one of extremely high quality and, and one where I've heard lots of feedback from, from parents of children in the district that are very pleased uh, with the outcome and, and the quality of education they receive. You've been on the forefront, forefront been somewhat innovative. Uh, what do you got going on up there? I know you're always thinking about more and, and new innovative ways to improve the quality of education. Give us an idea what's going on there. Well, we're continuing uh, to work with our modified school calendar and look for ways uh, to provide additional opportunities uh, for students during our intercession and um, also during our summer break. And so um, we're rolling out some new opportunities uh, this summer in terms of a series of uh, summer camps that focus on academics, the arts, uh, along with social and emotional learning. And then um, at the same time, we're looking at how we can expand dual credit opportunities during this time uh, for our students uh, to help some of them make up for some lost time uh, during COVID, uh, but also to better prepare them uh, for the future. Yeah. How's it going with respect to retention of teachers and recruiting new teachers? Has that been a problem, or are you fully staffed? Um, we are in the process right now of making sure that we are fully staffed um, for the 2022-23 uh, uh, school year. Um, our retention rate um, looks as though it's going to be um, about where it has been or uh, perhaps um, a little bit lower. Um, that's one of the things that we have been looking at um, very closely. Uh, the good thing is is um, we have seen that we have um, a great pool of applicants um, available for the positions uh, that we have available this year. We're also seeing um, that the recent uh, pay raise that was enacted is causing uh, people from Tennessee and Alabama uh, that, of course, are very close to um, our district uh, to cause them to um, look at um, us and maybe consider making a move across the state line. Wow. 
That's that's interesting. It's good to hear. And but uh, honestly, it's not surprising. That's usually the way that works. Elise, uh, with this new um, function within Empower Embark that you're you're leading up. Last year, we uh, we had some applications for charter schools, and we have a charter school authorizer board, but we didn't get any th any through. And uh, in last particular fiscal year. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that, I think it's fair to say, it was to some degree a catalyst for the formation of this organization to, to aid and, and to, to provide service to those who, who seek a charter uh, that maybe with, with experience and understanding uh, what is looked for by the authorizers, by the board itself that uh, Empower and Embark specifically can provide some assistance in that arena. Have you got some projects on the boards right now? Absolutely. There are a number of applicants this year, and while we're just getting started, we um, have jumped right in to go ahead and start uh, figuring out what it looks like to provide application assistance to these folks. Interestingly enough, there's really been a void in that space. There mm -hmm. hasn't been comprehensive application assistance on a consistent basis for applicants, and so that's some of the reason why we see um, applicant uh, applications that are not as high of quality as we would like to see. So our goal has been to come alongside these people um, who are looking to start charter schools this year, learn from them, help them um, put in a higher quality application, and we would like to invest at even greater levels in the future as we develop a program to ensure that the pipeline is getting stronger in Mississippi. We are finding people who want to start new schools, helping them through the process of ideation and early planning and writing a great application and getting them invested um, in communities. And, and one thing that we want to do is, is really look for people who are homegrown, look for yeah. people who are from these Mississippi communities. We know that has staying power. So um, that's something that we're excited to go ahead and have jumped right into this year. And we look forward to how that's going to develop um, and grow the charter pipeline in the future. Lee, we often see from the public school realm that the, the notion of charter schools and, and education choice is, is viewed as a threat. Uh, but we should also point out that a charter school can only locate in a district where the, uh, the grading, state's grading of that district is a D or an F. Uh, your district obviously is, is not one of those. Uh, how, how do you, what's your viewpoint, what's your position on charter schools as just being part of the overall education matrix? Well, I believe that there is a place um, for everyone that wants to be in the educational arena. The key is, is for us to determine what is the best way to provide all of the children, um, both in our district and in Mississippi, the best possible education that they can get. And I, I think that the, the notion of a charter school, um, I, I guess almost kind of compared to athletic competition. Um, you know, um, a little competition for all of us is not a bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. it, make us, it can make us all reflect on what our game is, what our end results are. Are we achieving those goals? Are we meeting and serving the needs of the population um, of our community? And um, I don't view it as a threat, uh, but I would see it as an opportunity for us to provide greater opportunities for students and, and an opportunity for those um, public schools and other schools that exist in this area uh, to improve uh, the services that they're offering. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it should be pointed out that the that the real objective of, of charter schools is to, as you stated, is to fill a void uh, where where there's a void, and uh, schools are failing. That the parents, that then the uh, the students need an option uh, to to seek, and and perhaps a little competition uh, is an inducement to to improve their overall quality, uh, and and so it's it's. I think there's kind of a misconception out there that people think, well, these charter schools are just going to set up shop, say, in a district that's A-rated and, uh, and, and siphon off students and, and money as well. And that's just simply not the case. Uh, Elise, again, we talked about not getting any through last year. Empower was instrumental in getting the original charter school legislation done. But we should also talk about uh, the special needs aspect of school choice as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Empower has been instrumental in the formation of the special needs education savings account, which allows tax dollars to follow students with special needs to the private school of their choice. And I think uh, what Dr. Childress just said speaks to the conversation that we're going to have today on the education panel at Unleash. We want to have a both and conversation, not an either or conversation. Right. We should have a variety of options within the public school system. Districts of innovation, I'm a huge fan of. Charter schools, obviously, we want to see that sector grow. But we also know that um, private options are important, too. We're going to hear on the panel today from the founder of a micro school in North Mississippi that's doing some unique things. So we want to see a healthy um, education sector that includes a variety of options for people um, to choose from so that every child in Mississippi has the opportunity yeah, to succeed. Absolutely. Uh, Lee, we just got a couple seconds here. What about enrollment? How's that looking for the upcoming year? Well, of course, you're year-round. How's that looking? Uh we expect our enrollment to remain stable or not um, see a slight um, increase in it. Uh, we are going to have um, a, a larger senior class. We're beginning to gotcha. see our enrollment, you know, move up. Okay. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate uh, having you guys on the program, Lee, Elise, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. We're at two museums for Unleash Mississippi. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 69. Finally, Friday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 86. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. 
Trust Care. Feel better, faster. I'm Michael Cassidy. I've been honored to serve our country as a fighter pilot in the Navy. Now, I'm eager to continue that service as your next congressman. Just like President Trump, I believe in America first. That means auditing the 2020 election, ending vaccine mandates, and stopping illegal immigration. And on day one, I'll introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden for his gross incompetence in Afghanistan and along our southern border. I'm Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. April Cassidy for Congress. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call, 601-879-3969. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Singing River Health System on the Gulf Coast is looking to sell. But before that can happen, the Hospital Systems Board of Trustees has to present a resolution to the Jackson County Board of Supervisors. That's expected to happen June 6th. If supervisors approve, there will be a public hearing on the issue. For now, employees and patients won't be affected. Oshner Health already has a partnership with Singing River, so they're expected to be a part of the early negotiations, though other potential offers would also be considered. And COVID boosters for children that are 5 and older are available at the Hattiesburg Clinic. The CDC recommends that children from 5 to 11 receive a booster five months after their initial vaccination series. Contact your pediatrician's office to schedule a vaccine appointment. And for your daily coronavirus update, cases continue to rise in the Magnolia State. As of Tuesday, Mississippi currently has 550 new cases and three deaths. For all things sports, news, and more in the Magnolia State, head on over to supertalk.fm. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV exhibit and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. 
Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're down at two museums in the auditorium just adjacent to the Civil Rights Museum. We're down here for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. We've got more guests coming on the program to talk about the event later on. We've got Grant Callen, the founder and CEO of Empower. Russ Latino, the president of Empower. Governor Tate Reeves is going to join us. Forrest Thickpen, senior advisor of Empower. And Brian Bailey, Rankin County Sheriff, are coming on the program. Employers uh, continue to add uh, jobs, they continue to hire, but job creation was down for the month of May. The expectation was that 350,000 jobs would be added, but it came in uh, below that data this morning at about 150,000 jobs. It's, uh, it's the weakest number in terms of job creation we've had in uh, quite some time. But, of course, you got to keep in mind that the economy was, uh, for the most part, shut down during the pandemic by government. And so when you're increasing the uh, jobs numbers and you see increasing jobs numbers, jobs being created, you've got to keep in mind that jobs were eliminated for the most part. Employers were eliminating jobs because they didn't have any customers because everybody was told to stay home. You remember that? And so it's, it's kind of a, an invalid comparison and contrast when you look at jobs data year over year when you're comparing to a year where the economy was, was not clicking on all cylinders, as they say. So it's, it's, it's a bit of an invalid comparison, I believe. The tech sector, however, continues to shed employees, big, uh, big tech does, and, and this is being consumed by investors and perceived by them as, as a, an indicator, a, a more of a long-term indicator of uh, the economy and economic activity itself. It's kind of unusual to, to see these big tech folks who were begging for employees not so long ago now starting to shed them because they're seeing a potential decline in revenue and subscribers and users and so forth. So we'll see where all that goes. The, the job openings in this country, this is what's kind of perplexing about this, in April remain near record. Near record. Uh, there's some 11.4 million jobs opening, opened as of the end of April, and 4.5 million Americans quit or changed their jobs in the month of April, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's it's kind of interesting. So we still have a lot of the so-called great resignation going on uh, in this country, and a lot of people are leaving one job and, and uh, taking on another, typically for economic reasons. Sometimes it's because they're moving. Sometimes it's, 
it's uh, what they they deem a quality of life issue and a quality at work issue but nonetheless there's still a lot of shuffling around uh, within the employment community as employers keep on hiring despite high cost and a potential recession I got to think, though, that once people kind of get past this urge they have to get out and travel and spend money having been locked up, that once that ends and once that starts to subside, that we will see a decline in economic activity that touches all of the industry sectors in the country and that that will result in a bit more instability in the employment market. And quite honestly, that's one of the, the data points that the Fed constantly monitors. That is unemployment and uh, employment. It is thought that the more people who are working and employed and, and the lower the unemployment rate, the more money they have to spend, and that usually sparks inflation. So it's the Fed's job to balance that along with interest rates to to try to achieve, in this case, a, what's called a soft landing to eliminate inflation without driving the economy into a full-throated recession. So that's a bit of a needle-threading exercise that the president has uh, made it very clear in his meeting with Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. It's up to you there, Jerome. Go take care of it. So, uh, but again, I think most economists don't feel like the Fed can avoid a recession. I think the question is to what degree. It's a little disconcerting when you've got the CEO, Jamie Dimon, who's a very smart guy. You may not agree with uh, all of his uh, positions and his politics, but he's got a very smart guy that leads uh, one of the biggest banks in the world, says it looked for a hurricane. Hurricane was the exact word he used, and so that sent the markets reeling yesterday, and, and uh, they're a little shaky today as well. The, uh, the left, the left is really jumping on and calling attention to, article appeared in the Washington Post, all of the candidates on the Republican side for uh, various political offices that are using guns all over their ads. And they, they, in particular, highlighted the very contentious, high-profile Senate race in uh, Pennsylvania that uh, is going to a runoff between former hedge fund manager, CEO David McCormick, and also television personality and surgeon Mehmet Oz and and they both are using rifles and guns quite a bit in their advertising and of course the left is jumping all over that in the wake of uh, the Uvalde shooting last week but is there a connection that could be made I think that's the problem these are these obviously are are law-abiding citizens that have not and have no intention of utilizing weapons and firearms, guns in particular, uh, to go cause harm to others and, and take out the lives of others. They don't have any intention of doing that. They wouldn't do that. They're law-abiding citizens that are just exercising their Second Amendment rights. But nonetheless, <laughs> the Democrats and the left are really, really calling uh, attention to that. And, and included in this article is a tweet by, by um, Thomas Massey. Uh, who shows his entire family in this tweet on Christmas Day, a photo of his entire family, and they're all holding high-powered rifles 
in the uh, in the ad in front of a uh, not the ad the tweet uh, in the photo in front of a Christmas tree, which is kind of interesting. And same thing from from uh, Lauren Bobert. She's got her entire family from the youngest looks like it's about six seven years old. And they're all holding uh, scoped high powered rifles as well. So I, I think they're just showing you know it, it's we're within our Second Amendment rights and we're exercising those. But the left really plays on that. In the meantime, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi says the House will move on assault weapons ban, and they're going to take up legislation as early as next week. We could see a vote, a vote on the House of Representatives floor uh, to essentially ban assault weapons, banning military-style assault weapons, making the more aggressive response from Congress uh, than we've seen. And the House Democrat leaders have also indicated that they will schedule a vote on legislation, so-called red flag legislation. I, I don't see anything but problems associated with that where um, law-abiding citizens are likely to get flagged, if you will, and uh, might receive uh, some form of, of communication and contact from law enforcement, maybe even removal of their weapons or denial to buy a, a weapon on the basis of uh, these so-called red flags that may appear. So very dicey issues that the Congress is going to debate. It's really unclear as to whether or not any of this legislation could uh, get approved and passed in the U.S. Senate. I think based on the numbers in the House with the Democrats in control by a decent amount, a small margin, but my guess is almost every Democrat would vote in favor. And the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, like her or not, is a savvy politician, and she's a good vote counter. And my, and my suspicion is she'd make her, uh, her caucus really walk the plank here to get this done. So, hmm. On the ceasefire text line, Thomas and Greenwood says, you mean red flag legislation that Lindsey Graham was working on at the behest of Trump and that Mitch McConnell would support. Yep. I don't know about the nuances and the details of, uh, I do recall they were in favor of some form of that, Thomas. I don't know how what the House is planning to take up differs from what Senator Graham and uh, President Trump uh, seem to support as well or indicated their support for. So I'm not really... Not really sure. We're um, talking about this I mean, preparation just, just situation. Just take a step Go back ahead, and Ron. look at it from the standpoint of: Do you really think the Republicans or Congress are going to vote for anything that the Democrats in Congress propose in an election year? Yeah, don't see it. That's politically toxic, obviously, and would be a political liability as well. Tim and McGee text in: Doesn't Chicago have some of the toughest gun laws in the nation? How's that worked out? Yeah, and, and that's uh, obviously a very valid point, Tim. Not only Chicago, but a number of other Democrat-run cities as well, where crime, in particular, crime with um, uh, with guns, is just rampant. We'll take a break right here, and we'll come back. Stay with us.
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was up 171 to 137.77. December cotton was up 76 to 119.19. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans rose 32 cents to 17.22 and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans rose 28 and a half to 16.53 and a half per bushel. July corn was up one and three quarters to 7.33 per bushel. September corn was up two and a half to 7.06 and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, August live cattle was up 90 to 133.80. October live cattle was up 112 to 139.02. August feeders up 150 to 171.22. September feeders up 137 to 173.77. At the open, the Dow Jones down 247 points, 32,565. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone to midday super talk mississippi we are live at two museums in the auditorium right next to the civil rights museum downtown jackson we're here for empower mississippi's unleash mississippi event and joining us now in the element well studios forrest thickben senior advisor with empower mississippi forrest good to see you thanks for coming on good to see you appreciate the uh, walk-up music there. yes sir that was good one back from my generation <laughs> All right, we got everything all set up here, and it looks like there's a stage with four chairs on it. We're going to have panel discussions and lots of uh, members of our legislature, our statewide leaders in here today. Second event uh, like this, the second Unleash Mississippi event, I should say, for Empower Mississippi. It was a big hit last year I was here. It looks like it's going to be even bigger and better this year. Yeah, and I, I was here last year, too. wasn't part of Empower until about six weeks ago, but yep. uh, it was a terrific event then, and actually... I think the lineups this uh, for this one are even better. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, the governor's going to talk about jobs, and he's going to do that with Grant Callen uh, of Empower. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about education, and uh, not just generally, but about the importance of innovation, the importance of local control uh, for uh, allowing teachers to teach instead of having so much imposed on them. And then we'll have a, a session on uh, criminal justice. Uh, you know, a lot of times people, when when we talk about uh, people having second chances after prison, then people, uh, conservatives sometimes think, well, you're just being soft on crime. And so we're going to talk about why that's a mistaken notion, uh, among other things, with criminal justice. And then we will have a panel on uh, poverty that Russ Latino will help with, and we've got a couple of terrific guests on that. And again, just like with the other panels, part of our, our goal here is to help people maybe get over some of their preconceived notions uh, of what they think on these issues. Yeah, uh, People that tend to slide into the either-or uh, and and uh, just like at least said a few minutes ago, it's really we need to take a both and we need to look at all the options and not just slide into the political arguments. And really, that's one of the reasons that I came to Empower, and that's why I'm uh, happy to be here, is because that is the approach we take: is not taking uh, sliding into political lanes, but sticking to policy and figuring out how to come together not as a compromise of principles, but as reasonable people coming together and actually discovering, oh, you actually have a good idea yeah. that I hadn't thought about. So, and, then, and then we close out with uh, the Speaker of the House and Briggs Hobson talking about the legislative session. It seems like, uh, to your point, Forrest, that there is more of a willingness, more 
uh, more folks are more eager in the legislature. I feel like to work together and, and coalesce around uh, around common ideas. Yeah, some some are when uh, you know, especially with the Republicans having a supermajority. There again, you can it's conflate Republican and conservative. Uh, and so, again, that's why I like what we're doing here is today we're going to have a good cross-section of people across the political spectrum uh, because we have approached these issues with a cooperative spirit. And so whether that's other organizations or whether it's legislators, uh, I do think there is a desire among the public and, it may, and I hope a growing desire among legislators to work together more than they have in the past. So uh, we got Sheriff Brian Bailey coming on uh, with you in the next segment as well. When you look at Empower as an organization in the, in the three focus areas, one of those is uh, criminal justice reform. And, and Sheriff Bailey's been incredibly innovative in Rankin County. He has. And, and doing some things that don't just lock up criminals and do wrong stuff and break laws and then send them out after they've served their time, but reinstate them into society so that they are productive citizens. This is a major focus area for Empower as well. It is. And, and if you think about it, even logically, if you think about the fact that 95% of people who are in prison are going to get out. Yeah. And actually 100% of the people who are yeah, in local jail yeah, right. yeah. will get out. And the statistics show that it's within the first three months of their being out that they are most likely to commit a crime that might send them back to prison, which uh, you know, further increases the cost and the congestion and all that. Uh, and it's because the reason for that, or a major reason for that, is because they come out of prison with no uh, addiction treatment, no skills, that, and so all they have, all they know to do is go back to what they yeah. were doing before yeah. that led them to prison to begin with. So we have to look at it logically. It's not just uh, an emotional thing. It's not just a lock them up and throw away the key or open up the doors and let them all out. There are rational ways to deal with this. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more in the next segment. But first, we've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. Forrest will stay with us. And then joining us will be Sheriff Brian Bailey, the sheriff of Rankin County, Mississippi. We are at two museums today at Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. Middays will be right back. King of the road. For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Lillian Wu. New details have just come in on the shooting at a medical center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which left four victims dead. Dr. Preston Phillips, Dr. Stephanie Hooson. Amanda Green, William Love, and our suspect, Michael Lewis. That's Police Chief Wendell Franklin of the Tulsa Police Department, who says Lewis killed himself. He was a patient of Dr. Phillips, who had performed back surgery on him. And due in court this afternoon, the suspect in the Buffalo, New York supermarket shooting, which killed 10 black people. America's listening to Fox News. This is a Fox News alert. 
visit Mississippi Aquarium and journey back in time to the supercontinent. Pangea with dinosaurs around the world, the great outdoors. Experience the age of reptiles with life-size animatronic dinosaurs that move and roar. General admission tickets include the dinosaur experience. Tickets are limited, so secure your trip today. Dinosaurs around the world, the great outdoors, only at Mississippi Aquarium. For more information, visit msaquarium.org. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. An 18-year-old Mississippi man has been charged with an aggravated DUI after he ran a stop sign while driving under the influence of alcohol, crashing into another vehicle and killing two people. Austin Robert Watts Monticello has been indicted and released on bond with a trial date set for November 1st. The two people that lost their lives in the incident were 40-year-old Suzette Pittman and 43-year-old LaDerek Anderson. And Pontotoc County Supervisor Dan McKnight has been charged with possession of methamphetamine after he was reportedly caught speeding in his county-owned truck over the weekend. McKnight was speeding in his GMC Sierra when he was pulled over by law enforcement. That's when the search was initiated and meth was allegedly found. McKnight is currently released on bond and he's in his third term as District 5 Supervisor for Pontotoc County. To keep up with everything Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm. It's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. The 2022 Special Olympics USA Games is only a few days away, with a large group of athletes from Mississippi joining in the competition in Orlando, Florida. CEO and President of Special Olympics Mississippi, Monica Daniels, says it's a big year for the team. Uh, we are taking our largest delegation ever in the history of Special Olympics Mississippi. Wow. Wow. Yes, we're taking 185 athletes um, and competing in 11 sports. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, Special Olympics Mississippi served over 7,000 athletes in 16 local areas for 19 sports. A total of 5,500 athletes from all 50 states in the Caribbean will be joining in for the national competition. The games start this Sunday and last until the 12th. You can watch the competitions live on ABC and ESPN3. Daniels invites all supporters of the Mississippi athletes to send the team off tomorrow at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame Museum as they head to the Florida Games. For more Mississippi news, go to supertalk.fm. 
Here in C Spire country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Well Studios today have been relocated for the day to the Civil Rights Museum. Two museums were in the auditorium adjacent between the museums. It's all set up for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. And joining us now, once again, Forrest Thickpen, Senior Advisor of Empower Mississippi and the Sheriff of Rankin County, Sheriff Brian Bailey. Sheriff, thanks for coming on today, sir. Good yes, to see sir. you. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So I know you have uh, been quite innovative in uh, your approach to law enforcement. That doesn't mean by any means that you have been and your, and your deputies and your team have been easy on crime. In fact, just the opposite. But the, the object is to, uh, is, to, is to take those who commit crimes and arrest them and charge them and incarcerate them. But rehabilitate them so that that when they return and they ultimately get out of jail that they return to society and they're productive members and they don't go back to committing crime again yes sir god opened my eyes when i was first elected and uh you know said a preacher was doing a sermon he said sin is sin and uh you know it's on that day i realized there's no difference between me and an inmate in the Rankin county jail in god's eyes and uh after hearing some of their stories building relationships with them you know there's a just a, there's a lot of good people in jail that just made a mistake yeah and need a second chance yeah so how do you get to their hearts because you've got to get to their heart and their mind and change things around something caused them to commit these crimes and and i know you've done an excellent job you and your team of breaking through to these people so that they you don't see them again that's the goal yes sir. and you know most of the ones in our program are, are drugs or drug related and uh, i can tell you that um for instance when we started our female trustee program we uh have a female we call it the green team that cleans all the county buildings and, and things like that they work at uh, the law enforcement academy uh, several different locations the first 10 that uh, Christy and I talked to 
we were uh, going around the table and I was finding out what everybody's charge was and eight of the ten were drugs or drug related charges and by the end of the, uh, the, the meeting with them I learned that the eight that were on drugs had been sexually abused as a child and it turned to drugs to hit to, to cover okay. that pain so I'm sitting there looking I have eight sexual assault victims in here not drug heads yeah. so that's what they need the help with is how to deal with that hurt that they had when they were younger that's what I need to, 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 to get to is that hurt so they don't turn to the drugs when they get out yeah I got you and it makes perfect sense. So you truly are drilling down to what we call the so-called root cause. You hear that that tossed around as, as a favorite talking point of politicians uh, for us. But when it comes down to it, it just seems like it's empty rhetoric. It is. Uh, the the uh, approaches that we take to crime need to be unique to the person that you're treating. Now, yeah. It doesn't mean we're never saying that if somebody commits a crime that they don't need to face some consequences for it. That's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is that based on their uh, activity, just like what the sheriff just described, their background, there's, that's just the reality of the things that these people have been through. Yeah. And so it's, it's not just uh, being soft on crime or being liberal to think that we need to care about these people, especially ones that have been through what he just described. Yeah. We hear a lot of complaints from the public in general, Sheriff, that, oh, it's the same pool of criminals that go out and commit the crimes. We, we arrest them. We lock them up for a short period of time. We let them go, and they go back to, to uh, committing those same crimes. And so that it's recidivism is, is the term to describe that, of course. And, and lots of complaints about that. They just feel like that the law enforcement, the justice system in general, just isn't solving the problem but you've taken a different approach on that and I think you've produced results in that area yes sir, we're trying to and we as a society and me and law enforcement I've done the same thing we take someone lock them up we don't give them any training uh, any counseling skills anything we just lock them up push them right back on the street and say good luck you yeah. know and it's until I was you know elected sheriff I didn't know. I thought everybody's, you know, parents taught them things, you know. Yeah. And, for instance, uh, banks, you would be amazed at people that have never, ever, I mean, 40-, 50-year-old men have never had a checking account or savings right. account. They don't trust banks. Right. They don't use banks. It's just so many things. So that's where we started coming up with a uh, curriculum for our trustee program of different classes that we, uh, we that they must take to be in our program. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think statistically, if I'm not mistaken, Forrest, Mississippi is the most underbanked state in the country. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we are. And so that that's another aspect of you know, what feeds into the uncertainty of people, the lack of trust, not knowing who you can trust. And uh, it, it leads to all types of things. Again, not that we're excusing behavior, yeah. but just understanding the reality of where we come from. And so what you know, the sheriff has also done, they started last year uh, as a work release program that um, that treats people differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we, we hear, um, we often hear, in fact, even this morning I, I read an account from a group that is contributing heavily to Stacey Abrams' campaign over in Georgia that is calling for complete dismantling of, of law enforcement <laughs> as, as well as incarceration. They think that that's the solution. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, Sheriff, I think there's a misconception, at least from the from the left, about uh, law enforcement and how it approaches um, arresting people when they commit crimes, and then how they get processed through the justice system. And and there's a, a I think a misconception out there that that there's racial bias involved in that. But you and I have talked about this before. Is that what's going on in Rankin County, and what you see in other jurisdictions? No, sir. Crime, right's right and wrong's wrong. You know, crime is crime, and the people of Rankin County want a safe place to live and sure. raise their families, and that's what we're going to give them. Now, again, once we arrest these people and put them in jail, we need to rethink. Our whole state needs to rethink. Uh, you know how we're, you know, preparing these people to return back into society, and that's, you know, that's on us. And that's something we have to invest in. You know, we need to spend more money on. Yeah. But I don't think that there's anyone in Rankin County that would disagree that you know people need second chances, sometimes a third chance. Sure. And uh, and that's what we're going to do. But I mean. People want firm, fair law enforcement, and, and 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 that's what again, as long as I'm sheriff, that's what they're going to get in Rankin County. Is there anything in particular, sheriff, that you feel like you could use from our legislature at the state level, from a, a law perspective, that would uh, enhance your ability to do your job? You know, I have a great delegation from Rankin County. They they listen to me. They talk to me every session, and yeah. uh, I've made a. a, a um, great relationship with Senator Juan Barnett and uh, it was a fight to get this work release program passed yeah. because initially I was uh, compared by some to Brubaker that I was going to work these inmates for money and that's why my right. whole time on this work release program is that I don't want any of the money. The Sheriff's Office, Rank County, not, the inmate keeps all the money. So uh, there's a few little things that could be tweaked but you got to be careful what you ask for because yeah. I wanted this work release program and I had no idea of the roadblocks that were ahead when I asked for this. Do you think that's a model for other jurisdictions yeah, as well? And, and other jurisdictions think the same thing because last year when the legislature approved this program for Sheriff Bailey, he was the only one they approved it for. Uh, and after a year, others uh, thought, that's a really good idea. I want to do that too. And the legislature extended his program. Initially, they only passed it for one year mm, okay. uh, just to kind of feel okay. it out. Yeah. Uh, so then the, this year the legislature extended his program and then they added a couple of other counties to it. So it is experimental. It's uh, it's very carefully and wisely done in the way. I mean, he said the money goes back to the inmates, but it's it has purpose. There there are it's not just like it goes into their bank account and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, and so that's one of the approaches that uh, we have to look at to figure out how to do things differently instead of just locking them up and then releasing them back to where they came from. What's the feedback you get from employers, Sheriff? Let me tell you something, Rankin County is just an amazing county. I have so I have ten times more jobs available than I have inmates that can work. Wow. I mean people are calling me weekly wanting uh, wanting inmates and you know Again, I'm not taking in the inmates' money, so it's a little bit of a burden getting them to and from work because I won't let it, will not let an inmate drive. But um, you know, the way this program is working is they they get the job the last year of their sentence, the first six months they work can work part time, the last six months they can work full time. Okay. And I don't touch any of their money, but they have to do an accounting every month to the to the uh, to Christy at the sheriff's office. Yeah. They have to save fifty percent of everything they make. 25% goes towards fines and restitution, and they can blow 25%. Okay. And like I said, right now in the program, we've had like 16, because of COVID, really yeah. messed me up. But yeah. 16 since we started it, and I got her to add up the numbers today. So these are uh, uh, 15 inmates 
have made a total of $144,000. And right down their savings account, they have $72,000 combined. Awesome. That's outstanding. So that's huge when they step out. That is outstanding. Jail. Right, because then they can pay deposits on rent. Yeah. They can uh, buy a car to be able to get yeah. to work. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the, Not just dumped on the street. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sheriff, appreciate you coming on. Thank yes, you, sir. sir. Yes, sir. Forrest, thank you as well. Appreciate it. We got Russ Latino, the president of Empower Mississippi, joining us next. We'll take a break here on Middays. We're at two museums for Unleash Mississippi. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care. Managed with integrity. Amerigroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. Amerigroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. This is Joe Rooks for do-it-yourselfers or seasoned pros. Revelace is the place to go. This is Smokey Williamson. If it has to do with keys, Revel Ace Hardware can help. We cut house and office keys, we can rekey locks in the store. And in some stores, we can even key alike padlocks. At Revel Ace, we program automobile keys and fobs for most makes and models for much less than the dealer. There's a Revel Ace Hardware near you. Come see us. Learn more at RevelHardware.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstadt or online at bennelson.com. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. 
It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're coming at you live from two museums, downtown Jackson, Mississippi. Once again, if you haven't toured the Civil Rights Museum, you need to do it. It is really so well done. It's something to see. And you would enjoy it. You would learn a lot. You would appreciate Mississippi's history in doing so. And we are here for the Unleash Mississippi event, sponsored by Empower Mississippi. Lots of... Members of our legislature, state leaders will be here today, and I think Empower is going to honor some of them for some of their achievements. Russ Latino, the president of Empower Mississippi, will be on later on in the program talking about that. We were talking earlier, Rhino, about this, this task force that the state of California has created to really look very closely, very strongly at instituting some form of monetary reparations for their black population. 500 page. I'm still trying to comprehend 500 pages on this. It's almost as if, and just browsing through it, they, they essentially accounted for and wrote about the entire history of the United States with respect to, I guess, race relations dating back to the Civil War, slavery, etc. Something that, uh, on a related note, wanted to share with you is that there is a, a, a Democratic Senate candidate in the great state of Kentucky. He is uh, a black American. His name is Charles Booker, and he has released a campaign video. By the way, he's running for Senator Rand Paul's seat. He will be opposing him in the general, representing uh, the Democrats in the general election. But you know, the, we were talking earlier about uh, Representative Thomas Massey and Lauren Boebert and, you know, posting their, tweeting their photos of their families at Christmas, all uh, holding, styling um, weapons, rifles, scoped rifles. It's fine. Uh, it just seems like, though, that we've, we've gotten to a point where there's no limit for the crazy stuff you'll do and, and the, um, the hyperbole and just the sizzle factor that candidates are seeking in their ads. I just sent you, uh, Rhino, a link to the video you can share on our website. It is the actual ad that is being played in Kentucky, being aired in Kentucky, by candidate um, Charles Booker. And uh, he's, he show, it shows him literally with a noose hanging around his neck. It is not tightened, of course. It's laying on his shoulders, and he's grasping it with his, uh, with his two hands. And he goes on to say, this noose was yielded to kill my ancestors. He appears on camera wearing the noose around his neck. He says, now in, his, in an historic victory for our commonwealth, I've become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, 
Booker continues. This would be Rand Paul, of course. He says, that's the very person who compared expanded health care to slavery. The person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act. The person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. Now, all of this has been debunked. And it is, it is totally uh, inaccurate. But he, this, this guy is airing this ad. Uh, I just think is totally inappropriate where he shows himself with a noose around his neck that he's grasping in his hands. Is there no limit? Is there absolutely no limit on this? Is that not trying to prey on racial bias and, and I guess, racial emotions? That's what it sounds to me like. In the meantime, folks are paying $5 a gallon at the pump. What are you going to do about that? We want, we want to hear your plans to, to uh, rein in inflation and increase economic opportunity. I, I'm simply passing that on because the, all the polls say that's what Americans care about the most. What kills yeah, me is he, he went for the shock value of using a noose in a campaign ad, but it was apparently too shocking for the sensibilities of his constituency because... At the very beginning, there's a content warning. This video contains strong imagery. Viewer yeah. discretion is advised. You're right. <laughs> I, I guess to, to kind of embellish it a little bit, but you're absolutely right. That is true. There, there is kind of a disclaimer there or a warning, I guess. Uh, is that not just crazy, though? Did you look at that thing? It's just it, it's hard to believe that a, a candidate for the United States Senate in 2022 would run that. Now, I understand who he's, who he's running against, but there's all sorts of information, fact-checking, debunking, even from left-wing sources, what is being alleged by the candidate, Charles Booker, in this ad with respect to his opponent, Rand Paul. It, um, it, you know, and you, it, but it's the left that always says, well, it's right-wing disinformation, right? We've got to have a disinformation governing board and a minister of, of disinformation, a minister of truth. But yet it's, it's they who put out these ads, as you say, for the shock value, for the, for the sizzle. I mean, it's just radical in my view. And um, I, I, I just don't see how that is in the best interest of voters, that, that that's what voters want to see. I'm, I, I, I would be hard-pressed to believe that that's even what black voters want to hear about. I think they care about what it costs them to put food on the table and gas in the tank. That's what they want to hear about. And we got a party who's bound and determined to flush the use of fossil fuels totally out of the economy. And I think in the back rooms, they're high-fiving and celebrating at $5 a gallon gas. I really do. And this token effort by President Biden to release a million barrels a, a, a day when we've got uh, a consumption of 20 million barrels is just, a, again, a token effort that he feels like he can do and check the box and say, well, I did something. But the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, yesterday said the president really cares about this, and he's really working hard on this. But again, they've provided no concrete plans. The idea of reining in spending and keeping uh, the t making the Trump tax cuts permanent uh, and dismantling and disengaging all this onerous regulation so that we can unleash the animal spirits and of the private sector and leverage our abundant God-given resources under our feet, that never comes up. In fact, there's never a discussion about 
spending. All the discussions are about spending more. We're going to tax more, but we're going to spend more. And more reports are, are coming out exposing the, the fraud in the in pandemic funds, $400 billion. $400 billion. Now, for perspective, we, we, a lot of folks have a problem with the foreign aid that the country gives every year. I, I do as well. But it's $40 billion a year. This is $400 billion in one program in, in the span of about 18 months that cannot be accounted for, is, is, uh, is being accounted for as, as uh, wasteful, as fraudulent, as abusive. And, of course, any time, as we've said so many, so many times, so often on the program, any time you've got big government programs, you've got big government spending and big government waste, fraud, and abuse. And that's exactly what's happening. Ray from Byram says, isn't it illegal to display a noose, or does it depend on who you are? I'm not sure. I haven't heard that before, Ray. You know anything about that, Rhino? I mean, you can't use it in a terroristic threat. Okay. But I don't think that's what this candidate's doing here. No. I think he's just using it as a prop to try to make his point uh, in his in his effort to defeat and unseat Senator Rand Paul, who, by the way, is up uh, in a, in, a, in polls against this Democrat challenger by 16 points. Um, we Tim from Tupelo reminds we had an assault weapon ban for 10 years, beginning in '94 to 2004. Didn't do one thing to prevent shootings. There were still mass shootings during that time period. A ban on stupidity is what we need. All these idiots killing people. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, Tim, and I agree with you in that we don't seem to once again focus on what truly is at the bottom, uh, the, the causal uh, relationship of a person and what causes a person to just go commit these these heinous horrific violent crimes we we heard the sheriff in the last segment uh speak so eloquently about his program and when he learned that the that uh the folks he had um in his jails were locked up for for drug abuse drug use uh breaking the law there but found out they all had a, a history of, of of sexual abuse and that they were really sexual abuse victims that just turned into drug addicts and that what needed to be addressed was uh, was what happened why why were they sexually abused why is that even going on i can't even comprehend that anytime i hear about these reports of human trafficking which largely involves sexual abuse especially of, of minors it's just it's mind-boggling but you, you got to wonder how much of that contributes to um, the, the the bad sentiments and the bad ideas that enter the heads of these people to go out with these guns and want to kill other people. They're, they're deranged, and I think they've been, most of the time, you find they've been impacted by some something in their past. We're going to step aside for a break right here on Middays. Once again, we're at two museums for the Unleashed Mississippi event. Russ Latino, the president of Empower Mississippi, is next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 69. Finally, Friday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 86. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. 
This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Here in Mississippi, we believe that life is precious and must be protected. But Congressman Guest voted twice to give $1.1 billion of your tax dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. I'm Michael Cassidy, and my promise to you is that unlike Congressman Guest, I will never vote to give even a penny in taxpayer funding to Planned Parenthood. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-life Republican candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. An 18-year-old Mississippi man has been charged with an aggravated DUI after he ran a stop sign while driving under the influence of alcohol, crashing into another vehicle and killing two people. Austin Robert Watts Monticello has been indicted and released on bond with a trial date set for November 1st. The two people that lost their lives in the incident were 40-year-old Suzette Pittman and 43-year-old LaDerek Anderson. And Pontotoc County Supervisor Dan McKnight has been charged with possession of methamphetamine after he was reportedly caught speeding in his county-owned truck over the weekend. McKnight was speeding in his GMC Sierra when he was pulled over by law enforcement. That's when the search was initiated and meth was allegedly found. McKnight is currently released on bond and he's in his third term as District 5 Supervisor for Pontotoc County. To keep up with everything Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm. Swing 
again to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees, all from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions hit a grand slam this afternoon listen to sports talk mississippi the hottest sports show in the state the action kicks off this afternoon at three on super talk mississippi the super talk app and at supertalk.fm you're listening to super talk mississippi where the news comes first with live updates from super talk mississippi news and fox news every hour Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Morning, fans. It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are back with you. We're down at two museums today for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. Joining us now, the president of Empower Mississippi, our good friend Russ Latino. Russ, looks like you guys are all set up, getting ready for a big event today. It's going to be an awesome event. We're super excited about it. Last year was our inaugural Unleash Mississippi. Great panels, great discussion. Had a lot of folks who have become engaged with Empower coming out of it. Really, the vision for this thing is to have people who care about their communities, who care about the state of Mississippi, seeing it advance, seeing it rise, come together and have a real discussion around the biggest issues facing the state and then how we tackle those issues with good solutions, bridge building across the political spectrum. Um, and so we're super excited. Last year was a great event. This year it's going to be candidly much larger. We've had a tremendous sort of response uh, to, to putting together the event in terms of people who want to be here today. And we've got some great panels lined up. I know that you uh, talked with Forrest earlier, but we've got a great education panel around innovation that's combining uh, you know, a public school superintendent, uh, someone who started a private school, um, and then business leaders like Scott Waller is going to be on that panel, which is excellent. And then we've got you know, a great panel around criminal justice reform. You just talked to Brian Bailey and, and Forrest, but we also have Alicia Judkins with Ford.us joining us. Um, we've got uh, Right on Crime, which is a good conservative organization that thinks about criminal justice reform. Uh, Scott Payton joining us on that. And then the, the last panel is a panel really focused around how do we address poverty in Mississippi, yeah. and that's one that I'll be moderating. 
And, and on top of it, we got some great uh, leaders joining us. So Governor Reeves will be here. We'll be joining you on air yeah. uh, before the program begins. We're excited to have him. Uh, and then at the end of the program, Speaker Philip Gunn and Senator Briggs Hobson will join us to kind of do a review of what happened this session. So a lot of what we talk about today, Gerard, is going to be forward-looking. It's going to be focused around how do we tackle those things that haven't been tackled yet. Um, but it's, it's important to also look back and recognize that this legislature and this set of leaders is making a difference in Mississippi, and we want to be able to celebrate that. Yeah, I think we had some, uh, some good legislative accomplishments in the 2022 session as well. I know you were, and the organization was heavily involved in the, in the tax reform legislation that ultimately did make it uh, to the governor's desk and was enacted. It, it stopped short of total elimination of the income tax, which was the original objective and the original goal. But the way the sausage is made, I think it, I think it came out with a pretty good bill. I, I've described it on the program as a down payment on uh, what I foresee as being the full elimination of the income tax. I think that's still on the radar. I know, I know the speaker certainly seeks to do that. So does the governor. I think the lieutenant governor is, is uh, not quite there yet, is, is safe to say. But that was a big deal. A huge, huge deal. Um, you know, obviously income tax elimination was the bigger goal. Yeah. And it remains the goal. You're right. The governor has made it very clear that he is seeing this as a first step. The speaker has made it very clear that he views it as a first step, but when you sit back and look at the actual reform, Gerard, it's one of the best that's happened in the country for, for several years running. Um, we yield, we end up with one of ten flat income taxes in the entire country. We have the largest tax exemption in the entire country among states that collect income taxes, which is huge, yeah. uh, particularly when you think about working class citizens or lower income citizens getting that break where they're, they're not really paying very much in state income taxes. And then the end result is that we end up with a 4% flat tax, which would be one of the lowest rates uh, in the entire country. So it is an excellent down payment, and I like the way you said that, on, on moving towards becoming the 10th state that doesn't have any income tax. A big, big accomplishment, and we were proud to play a small part in that, um, you know, helping to propose the idea of kind of moving towards a 4% flat tax and working with legislative leadership uh, throughout the process over the last two and a half years. Um, but, but I look at that as, as again, a first step, yeah. and there's a, there's a lot more work to be done. Yeah, agree. So one of the statistics that I talk about a lot on the program, the, the data points, uh, that uh, I track and, and feel very strongly as a key indicator of the standard of living in our state, that uh, really, too, is household income and per capita income. And, and unfortunately, we've been at the bottom of the heap among the 50 states since that data has been uh, published and, and, and collected, 1929, I think, is when it, it started. I've often felt, Russ, that we just need to put these, these, these giant scoreboards and down at the legislature and the chambers that display what that is and what our rank is so that they're constantly focused on your goal here is to implement policy to a great extent that helps us uh, get, that, get that off uh, the bottom. Uh, and I know that um, you guys have got a panel discussion, as you just talked about, that you're going to moderate, going to narrate about uh, poverty today. Uh, this is a, an issue in Mississippi that we all should be focused on. No doubt. I mean, the, the two metrics that we look at are the per capita income that you mentioned and yep. then the workforce participation rate, yep. which is different than unemployment, right? It's literally the percentage of your population over the age of 16 uh, that is working. 
And we have historically not only had the lowest income levels in the country, but historically are one or two at the bottom on, on workforce participation rates. So right. a big part of breaking generational cycles of poverty is having economic opportunity available to people. It's having people educated and trained in a way that they can seize those economic opportunities uh, when they are presented. And so this is a complex problem. You know, we, we look at the war on poverty as an example, Gerard. Lyndon Johnson declared a war on poverty back in the 1960s, and he said then that this will only be successful if we actually help to eradicate poverty, not to make it more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, re- the reality is we spent over $30 trillion on poverty-related programs as a country, yeah. um, and we see a poverty rate that is basically the same as what Lyndon Johnson had when he started the war on poverty. So. You know, it's time to rethink the sort of progressive approach, but it's also time to rethink the conservative approach because I think oftentimes conservatives limit their ability to reach people by looking at a population and painting with a unflattering broad brush that says people who are in poverty are there because of some choice that they've made yeah. or some series of choices. And oftentimes there are real impediments that prevent people from getting the education or getting the sort of training they need to be successful or getting jobs to be successful. Um, and so it's it's a complex problem, but I think we've got to destroy narratives that say, well, everybody just needs to pull themselves up by their bootstraps yeah. because that's clearly, if that was that simple, then we'd be there. Or the narrative that says, hey, we just need to spend more and more money trying to make people comfortable in poverty. What we've got to do is look at it and say, how do we treat people as contributors? How do we stop treating people as dependents and treat them as contributors? And so we're super excited. Uh, Randy Hicks is coming over from Georgia. He's been doing a lot of good work in Georgia around a conservative approach to poverty, looking at things like welfare cliffs and some of the sort of institutional policy problems that prevent people from climbing the economic ladder. And then we've got uh, Diane Payne, who for two decades ran a program on the Mississippi Gulf Coast trying to teach self-sufficiency, trying to help people get out of poverty. And so she'll have a unique Mississippi perspective. I am very excited about this panel because I think it it presents a unique opportunity for us to start a good conversation. I know as uh, wearing your Empower President hat that you you deal a lot, you connect a lot with members of our legislature as well as our statewide leaders. Are are they receptive or are they starting to show a strong interest in what I think it should be the top of the list, which is in improving our standard of living and uh, improving our workforce participation and getting off the bottom of per capita and household income? Yeah, I think there are, there are some people that are absolutely animated by that. Now, when you just talk about workforce participation yeah. rates, right, eyes glaze over, yeah, yeah. people start to drool because <laughs> it, it feels boring. But when you're talking about it actually empowering people to yep. go out and take care of themselves, um, that's a different story. And I do think that you've got uh, Lieutenant Governor Hosman's talked a lot about wanting to raise the workforce participation rate he does. As, as a priority. I think that's an excellent priority. Part of this, uh, from a leadership perspective, and I think we've got a, a good crop of leaders that are painting a vision, but part of it is painting that big picture vision and not thinking about it on a session by session basis where we look at the session and say, what are the, the like the incremental changes we want to make this session versus saying, hey, we want to, you know, raise our workforce participation rate by 5%. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's rally solutions around that vision. Um, I think somebody sort of leading that clarion call um, has an opportunity to really change the state of Mississippi. Yeah, I, I just I feel I agree with you, first of all. But it, it just feels like, and I, I think it, it kind of 
starts with a, a governor that uh, made it very clear uh, on the campaign trail. I'm going to ask him about this when he comes on. He says he, he not only wants to make Mississippi a, a, a great place to do business, he wants to make it the best place to do business. I, th I think that is still an area of focus and, and a goal he has. Um, empower the organization, work close with the governor's office, work close with the members of the legislature to help figure out the policies to achieve that goal. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, a, a huge part of our business, if you will, and, and we think of it like a business. We're a nonprofit, but very much so. We've got to be creating value yeah. or else we shouldn't That's exist. Right. And yeah. so, you know, if you think about sort of our core business, a lot of it is about developing big ideas. Uh, so coming up with solutions and, and pulling in stakeholders and other partners uh, to develop solutions. It, it's That's the start. But it's got to be the right idea with the right message, the right messenger delivered to the right people. And, and that's how you get outcomes, good outcomes. And so we'll take a break right here. We'll yeah. come right back. we got more to talk about with Russ Latino, the president of Empower Mississippi. We're at Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi in downtown Jackson. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. This is Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress here in Mississippi's 3rd District. While inflation and illegal immigration are hurting Mississippi families, Congressman Guest has different priorities. He joined Biden and Pelosi and voted to send $53 billion of your tax dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine is not in our national interest, but fighting inflation and illegal immigration are. And when elected, they will be my priorities. I'm Michael Cassidy, America First Republican for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report, making the case that the country's food system has gone through a time of great disruption due to the pandemic, climate change, and an unprovoked brutal war. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack and the Biden administration are launching a campaign to focus on transforming the food system. The framework laid out Wednesday includes the USDA rolling out more than $2.1 billion in funding programs for food production, processing, distribution, and selling to customers. That includes hundreds of millions of dollars from meat processing, but also to expand organic production and address the urban agricultural food deserts and various nutrition programs. Vilsack 
added that while the USDA is spending billions now on these initial investments, it will require Congress to also integrate some of these initiatives and programs into the next Farm Bill. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi. Agri-News Network. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWG EmployerServices.com. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. us into this segment with lovely day and it is a lovely day we're down at two museums in downtown jackson for empower mississippi's unleash mississippi event and on the element wealth set here we've got russ latino he is the president of empower mississippi so russ it it sounds like we're going to have a great day. So you talked about the panel discussion that you will be leading, and then the other panel discussion, I think, related to uh, criminal justice reform. You've got a, a great lineup there. What else we got going on from a panel discussion perspective? Yeah, so we've got an education panel that includes Lee Childress, who's the superintendent of Corinth Public Schools, was on with you earlier. Lee is a phenomenal leader, very innovative thinker, really thinks outside the box, and so we're excited to partner with him. Uh, Scott Waller will be a part of that panel from uh, Mississippi Economic Council, and really looking at it from the vantage point of the importance of education to businesses, because the people who come out of our education system ultimately are the people that go to work for the businesses in Mississippi and determine how productive and successful uh, those businesses will be. And then some people are going to come out of our education system and they're going to be the entrepreneurs of yeah. tomorrow. And we want to be building those people too. So great panels on education, uh, poverty, and criminal justice. That criminal justice panel is unique because we're really focused on the uptick in, in crime and how you have public safety and simultaneously have really smart criminal justice reform that gives people a path forward, a path to re toward redemption. Um, and then we've got the governor, we've got Speaker Gunn, we've got Senator Briggs-Hobson. 
We're giving out Rise Awards, which is something we started last year. These are people that are making a big contribution to the state of Mississippi. So we're excited about all of this. We've got 300 people signed up to attend today. Um, so we're hoping folks will, will come out and, and enjoy the conversation and, and really come away with it from with a sense of what they can do to be more active in moving the state forward. Doors are going to open at 1230, uh, so they'll get to see your interview with, uh, with Governor Reeves before we get kicked off at 1. Um, and are just expecting a, a great event today. Yeah. And uh, we should also point out that this museum that we are adjacent to is magnificent. It is magnificent. Um, I've, this is the third event that I've done here, larger event. It is a phenomenal venue for events, but more so if you want to get in touch with Mississippi history, if you want to understand some of the plight that African-American citizens in Mississippi went through and some of the struggle uh, that has, has come after that, uh, this is a great place to come and get in touch with our history and kind of understand our people. You know, one of the, the other things that I'd say that one of the reasons we picked this venue is because our goal is to bring people together yeah. of, of different viewpoints, right? We're decidedly conservative in the way that we think about things. Sure. But we also recognize that this sort of current environment where we foam at the mouth at each other and treat each other as the enemy isn't one that yields solutions. Yeah. And so we really are trying to figure out how do you bring different voices together figure out where that common ground is, and then build on that common ground. I think it takes vision. I think it takes a lot of hard work. But we're excited to be a platform for some of those conversations. Yeah, and, and the fact that the, that the event is uh, increased in size and scope uh, this particular year, I think, is a testament to the success of the inaugural event last year. I think we're seeing that more legislators and more state leaders uh, want to hear from Empower, want, want to hear the ideas that uh, Empower has and, and see how that can be fitted into and influence uh, public policy. Yeah, we want to keep working really closely with our legislative leadership and, and with the members of the legislature to accomplish things together. And so we've got a good group that are coming today, both Republican and Democrat, and we're excited about that. We've got a great group of just community leaders from across the state that are coming today. If you look at who's registered to be here, it's not just number. It's a really great sort of quality audience of people from elected leaders to people who are serving in government in different capacities to community leaders and on down the line a lot of media will be here today so we're just excited about the scope of of the program and then i think a lot of the other audience members who maybe don't fall into those categories are people who are looking for ways to be more engaged, yeah. who really want to be a part of not just complaining about problems in Mississippi, but solving problems in Mississippi. And that's what Empower wants to be a platform to do. Well, and I think it's fair to say when, when we have an assembly like this, there's a lot of brain power present. And what we want to do is is convey ideas and exchange ideas and, and, and talk about those and, and put those together to devise solutions. That's really what the public policy making sausage process is all about. It is. And, you know, for I, I think for a lot of years, groups had taken the approach that said, we're going to come up with our own package of solutions and push them. And certainly there is a role for developing policy that think tanks like Empower does. But more so, it's recognizing that the best solutions come when you work with other people. Yeah. When you understand the, what the problems, because you've talked to enough people, you've brought in enough stakeholders, and then you can achieve something worth achieving. That's what happened with the tax reform, but I think it's also what's happened with parole reform and lots of other things that Empower has been a part of. We're proud of that. We're proud to host an event like this today. I think it's going to be a great day. Yeah, congratulations. I do, too. It uh, is setting up to be just a fantastic Unleash Mississippi event. 
We're down at two museums today. We're going to take a break for Super Talk News and Fox News. When we come back, Grant Callen, the founder and CEO of Empower Mississippi, and he'll be followed by the governor of the state of Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves. We'll be right back. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Police say the shooter at a Tulsa, Oklahoma medical center yesterday was a former patient who complained about pain weeks after back surgery. His victims identified as two doctors, a receptionist, and a patient. As officers were calling out Tulsa police and advancing towards a suspect location, they heard a gunshot. We believe that was the final gunshot with the suspect taking his own life. Chief Wendell Franklin of the Tulsa Police Department due in court the suspect in the Buffalo, New York supermarket shooting, which left 10 black people dead. Peyton Gendron's arraignment in Erie County Court comes after his indictment Wednesday by a state grand jury on 25 counts. The charges include domestic terrorism, 10 counts of first degree murder, and 10 counts of second degree murder as a hate crime. Fox's Grinnell Scott, America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's medical marijuana laws are still in their infancy. And while it may be legal in our state, it's still illegal under federal law. Navigating that conflict could prove difficult for some. Jay McDaniel with the Mississippi Gaming Commission told us for their industry, it's a touchy subject. When we license a casino and its executives and owners, one of the conditions is they must comply with all state and federal laws. It's just a very generic that's on their license. Right now, the commission's position is you don't undertake anything that could violate federal law, even if they're not prosecuting you. The application process got underway this week. If you plan to work with, certify, or use medical cannabis, log on to supertalk.fm for everything you need to know about the process, as well as the pre-application checklist. And the Mississippi Children's Museum in Meridian is having a fundraiser next Thursday, but this time around it's for adults 21 and over. The carnival-themed Mingle at the Museum event runs from 6 to 9 p.m. Admission is $25 per person. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I-, I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The out-of-stock rate for baby formula is at 70% nationwide. The White House announced a third and fourth baby formula flight Wednesday that will fly over 8 million 8-ounce bottles of baby formula to the U.S., President Biden met with formula manufacturers about the ongoing shortage and ways to address it. Because of these flights, high quality formula is already on the way to American shelves. We've already conducted two flights with 1.5 million eight ounce bottles of Nestle and Gerber's hydro, excuse me, hypoallergenic formulas for children with severe allergy. The Mississippi Department of Health has announced more options for WIC mothers. That includes the addition of more formula products to its approved list, the approval of alternative formula at a quicker rate, as well as participants can now return recalled products for cash back, store credit, or similar product. For all things sports, news, and more in the Magnolia State, head on over to supertalk.fm. Hello to all you sheriffs and jail administrators. Mississippi Industries for the Blind can help with your jail's cleaning chemicals and inmate supplies. MIB offers products that are safe to the officers as well as the inmates. Our budget-friendly Correct Pack products have been used in Mississippi prisons for over 20 years. MIB also offers jail mats, linens, and personal hygiene items. So if your facility needs good, safe products, reach out to MIB today at sales at msblind.com. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou Friends Jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's Old Time Chili Recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live from two museums. We're actually in the auditorium 
between the two museums adjacent to the Civil Rights Museum. We're down here because it is Empower Mississippi's second Unleash Mississippi event. Last year was the inaugural event at this same venue. This would be event number two. And as Russ Latino, the president of Empower Mississippi, just informed us, this year's event promises to be even bigger with greater attendance and more sessions and so forth. So looking forward to that. And joining us now, the founder and CEO of Empower Mississippi, Grant Callen. Grant, you got to like what you see here, man. It's going man, pretty good. <laughs> we're getting excited. We're getting real excited. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, glad to be here. It's been uh, it's been good to have you here all morning, and um, we're we're getting putting the final touches on the program and getting the lighting right, and it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Uh, as you said, this is our second event like this, and last year's was just such a cross section of Mississippi coming together to right. both celebrate what is working, what is thriving, what is flourishing about Mississippi, and take a hard look at our challenges and say, what can we do to make sure we create more opportunity for more people? And um, that's going to be, we're going to do more of the same this year. And we got a great lineup of speakers. Um, we have got the governor who is going to kick things off at the beginning. And, you know, we're talking really about work, which is so fundamental to quality of life sure and in many ways mississippi is ahead of a lot of our states that during covid shuttered businesses and had extended lockdowns and you know our governor fought to make sure that people not not only that we protected lives but we protected livelihoods yeah and that so that's part of what we're going to be talking about. Well, I know you founded the organization in, in 2014. It has been my honor to serve as the board chair uh, since then. Full disclosure, we always do that when you have when we have you on. But uh, you know, as as a, a member of the board, I have watched the organization uh, scale and grow and become more more relevant uh, in public policy making. Uh, clearly, this event. I think is a reflection of that today with the attendance uh, from with the governor, other statewide leaders, members of the legislature, other folks interested in public policy, all in attendance today. They want to hear what Empower has to say. You've got to be proud of that. Look, I am just deeply honored and humbled that lawmakers and governor, speaker, and just movers and shakers and ordinary Mississippians would would want to come to this, and they do, and work with us around the year. Um, you know. Growing up in Laurel, um, it I just thought Mississippi was the best place on the planet, and I knew I wanted to do something to just make it even better. And I tell the story. I I've I've lived my whole life here. Spent about six months outside the state working in D.C., and it was a shock to me to discover that people across the country thought Mississippi was you know, backwards and obese and poor and dumb and ignorant. And I thought, well, they, you know, they just don't know what they're talking about. And I think the vast majority of the, these folks across the country who think about Mississippi don't know what they're talking about. They don't right. know our culture and our music and the, 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 the amazing heritage that we have here. But that's not to say we don't have challenges. And I talk about it all the time. When I look at the data, it looks to me like about one-third of Mississippians are doing really well. Yeah. And two-thirds are struggling. And it doesn't always break down just like that, but, you know, one-third of Mississippians have some college. Two-thirds have none. 
One-third of Mississippians make less than 50, or make more than 50,000. Two-thirds make less. These are indicators of quality of life. And you can't travel this state without bumping into people who lack opportunity and are not flourishing as much as we know they could. And so this work, this mission, this work year-round, and certainly this event, is about tearing down opportunities so that the citizens of Mississippi can climb and soar as high as their God-given talents will take them. And we got a talented people. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And uh, I think that empowers inception and empowers coming onto the scene and being a force in public policy making uh, was really needed. It just seems like there was a, a bit of a void there. It's not to say there, are, there aren't also great policy advocacy organizations that exist in the state of Mississippi, but policy is broad and it's and and it's deep, and, it, and it's honestly, it's hard to address all the policy areas. But the organization started out with a focus on education and education choice, and since then, it has expanded its its focus areas to criminal first criminal justice reform, and uh, and most recently to the category we call work, which yeah. really just deals with a, a kind of the broad spectrum of of economic act, uh, issues and in the standard of living in the state of Mississippi. Um, and and you've built a fantastic team to be involved in all those those uh, policy focus areas. Talk about the team a little bit. Well, it's um, I, I, it, it's amazing to be able to have people on the team that are more talented than I am, that have expertise in areas that I don't have, that bring vision and ideas. Um, Look, I, you know, our uh, my colleague Russ Latino, this whole event was his idea. Yeah. And uh, we're two years in, and it's been a great success. So, yes, having a great team matters immensely. And then being focused, though. You know, a lot of times it's tempting when you see lots of shiny objects, lots of needs in our state to want to try and solve them all. Yeah. And one of our distinctives is we've said we're going to remain focused. We're, we have three areas. We don't have ten. There are a lot of other important things that we could address that we've chosen to narrow in on education, work, and justice right. because these are kitchen table issues for moms and dads and entrepreneurs around the state who uh, – these are the issues that affect quality of life. And it's – you know, I have five kids, and I describe it kind of our mission the way – it's what I want for my kids. I want, I want them to get a world-class education so that they can find meaningful work right here in Mississippi if they want it. And they stay out of the justice system. Yeah. And if, you know, God forbid, one of my kids makes a mistake and they end up behind bars, we've got to have a pathway to a second chance. Yeah. And, you know, p- part of this is working with lawmakers. And I, and I love that we do have lawmakers in Mississippi that get it, that see that there's a lot to celebrate. There's also a lot to work on. And we can come alongside and hopefully provide a vision for change that supports what lawmakers are already doing. Yeah, and I, and I think it's safe to say, uh, Grant, that in the early days, the lawmakers sort of viewed the organization as maybe a bit of a threat. Uh, but now they view it as, as a valuable resource. And I think that's how things have, have kind of uh, changed and, and evolved through that period of time. Because they've seen that the policies make sense, that Mississippians also support the policies. And, and when you're in politics and your job and you're a political leader and your job is to, is to support the people, and you start tuning into the people, and they say, yeah, we want these policies, yeah. which Empower is advocating for. 
they get on board and they say, hey, what what else you got going on there? So well, I mean, it's it's simple simple explanation, but that's in general what's happened. It is, and I think some of that is we've evolved. We yeah, have changed the way we approach policy making in order to be more effective. And um, you know, one of the things that that we have learned, and it's just a a hallmark of our work today, is that relationships matter. Yeah. And we want to work with anybody in the state who shares our goals for lifting people, helping people rise, creating opportunity, tearing down barriers. I'm a conservative. I'm free market. I believe in those things, and I believe that's a path to how we uh, accomplish policy. But if you are not a conservative, but you want to see kids get a better education, or you want more people working, or you believe in second chances, we want to work with you regardless of whether our politics jives. Yeah. And so we have just seen that there's all kinds of people that need to be at the table, and we can work with anybody. Yeah. And we should, we should point out, uh, regardless of, of your political views, but your political party affiliation as well. That's right. That we're, we're looking to work with everybody who, who shares the vision and who, who uh, is on board with the same policy ideas. And that's the way we get good policy uh, enacted, I think, in the state of Mississippi. And, and uh, we should also point out we've got the governor coming on. Uh, to a great extent, he's fully on board with the policy uh, positions of the organization. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, we can talk about policy all the time, but I don't get a vote. Right. And I don't get the, I don't get the governor's pen to sign legislation. And so, yeah, I think uh, we're super excited uh, about working alongside these state leaders that share our values. And, you know, the, one of the awards we're given today is a RISE Award to the governor for his longstanding leadership on working to eliminate the income tax. Yeah. That's yeah, a big deal, as Russell Tino pointed out. Grant, uh, it is a pleasure to be here and appreciate you coming on Middays and looking forward to talking to the governor next and looking forward to the event right after the show here. We're down at two museums for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. Once again, stand by. We've got Governor Tate Reeves joining us next. Thanks, Gerard. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world, the Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Visit Mississippi Aquarium and journey back in time to the supercontinent. Pangea with dinosaurs around the world, the great outdoors. Experience the age of reptiles with life-size animatronic dinosaurs that move and roar. General admission tickets include the dinosaur experience. Tickets are limited, so secure your trip today. Dinosaurs around the world, the great outdoors, only at Mississippi Aquarium. For more information, visit msaquarium.org. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com the best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. So here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live from two museums in downtown Jackson. We're here for Empower Mississippi's second annual Unleash Mississippi event, and we are pleased and honored to have with us today Governor Tate Reeves of the great state of Mississippi. Governor, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks, Gerard. It's always good to be on with you. And appreciate you being part of this event as well. This is uh, one of those situations where we get um, statewide leaders, members of the legislature, those involved in public policy, and they come together, hopefully, to coalesce around good ideas to move Mississippi forward. No doubt about it. This is a, a great opportunity for uh, leaders across uh, Mississippi to sit down and, and talk about things that uh, that can be enacted, some of which will be legislative, some of which will be uh, executive actions, and a lot of which will be hopefully uh, actions that can be taken in the private sector to uh, to continue to lay that foundation which leads to long-term economic prosperity and economic growth. You know, one thing that uh, I remember vividly, Governor, when you were uh, on the campaign trail, uh, back in 2019 that really resonated with me as, as a, a person who is a product of the private sector. You said, I, I don't want to make Mississippi just a good place in which to do business. I want it to make, to make it the best state 
in the union in which to do business and and of course we're totally on board with that i think we've made some progress along those lines here in the state of mississippi uh, since you've uh, occupied uh, the, the governor's office but we got more work to do but i i totally respect that uh that vision and wanted to pass that on to you where do you see us going from here well, I think you're exactly right. We have made uh, tremendous progress. It, it, it hadn't just been progress that's been made over uh, my two and a half years as, as governor, but this is a, something that we've been building on for, for many years. Uh, and we've got a lot more work to do. And, and the reality is that, um, that uh, we are not the only state in the nation that's trying to accomplish that, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just with uh, my fellow Republican governors last week, and we had great conversations uh, surrounding things that are going on in other states and the things that they're doing. And the reality is uh, we got an awful lot of very competent, smart people uh, in executive branches of government in other states that are trying to do exactly the same thing we are. Yeah. And um, and so we got to recognize that, that our competition is continuing to uh, to, to push forward. And I'll give you an example of that. We talk a lot about Oh, we've talked a lot in our state uh, recently about the elimination of the income tax, and we made tremendous progress there uh, this uh, legislative session. Not as much progress as I would have liked, but certainly a, a lot of progress. And um, and so and I'm proud of that. And and so today uh, there are nine states in in America that do not have an income tax, and right. of the 41 that do, Mississippi has the four the fifth lowest uh, marginal tax rate. So yeah. that's good. But I can tell you, every one of those Republican governors that were in the room with me last week are talking about how they can continue to reduce <laughs> their marginal rate, and many of them have been successful in doing so. And so, uh, while I'm proud of the progress that we've made, I want us all, as Mississippians, to know that while our economy is on fire right now, uh, we cannot rest on our laurels. Yeah. The, the reality is we have to keep building on those successes. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've described, Governor, this uh, the, the tax reform package that, that passed, made it to your desk, and was ultimately signed by you and enacted. It's kind of a down payment on the ultimate goal of eliminating the, the income tax. But you're so right in that governors of the other red states are paying attention to what's going on across the nation in the Republican states that are all seeking to let people keep more their money. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, and look, the, the the difference in the economic growth in those red states or those states that are run by Republican governors and economic growth right now in those states that are not uh, is pretty profound. It's pretty it's pretty fascinating to see uh, that those uh, those states that were open for business that did uh, what we did, which was focus on not only lives but also livelihoods during the pandemic. Um, are doing far better today. Uh, you look at unemployment rates and, and the fact that, um, and I forget the exact numbers, but something like 18 or 19 of the top 20 states in terms of lowest unemployment rates and in terms of jobs recovered mm -hmm. are all run by yeah. Republican governors. And yeah. it's the reason as we go into this 2022 election cycle, uh, there's a reason that there are opportunities to elect more Republican governors in states all across America, including the state of Oregon, where we have a, a real opportunity uh, to elect uh, a new Republican governor yeah. because people are seeing it and there's a lot of buyer's remorse with uh, the 2020 election and, and the fact that Joe Biden is the current president. And so there's a lot of opportunities out there because conservative policies, when given a chance, work. Yeah. And that's just a fact. 
we've seen a strong effort uh, since Joe Biden has been uh, president, something that I've talked about extensively on the program. Uh, what I see is, is, is uh, trying to transition and transform the private sector away from its core function of producing value for society and generating a profit, but to become social justice warriors. And now uh, we see this, this effort to regulate uh, companies uh, at the highest levels of the federal government by the, by the SEC uh, along the lines of ESG, environmental, social, and governance. Uh, see now that the Department of Human Services is talking about putting together a, a sub-department that would focus on environmental justice. I have no idea what that has to do with the Department of uh, Human Services, but on Tuesday, you joined 15 other governors in uh, signing a letter to the President and SEC Chairman Gary Gensler to urge them to withdraw this proposal. I don't know why there's such a, a strong push to turn companies away from just making stuff for people to, to use to improve the quality of their life, and they exchange their money for it, and they produce a profit, and we're all happy. Well, there's no doubt about it. I, you know, I've been known to say in, in large meetings in Washington, D.C., when this topic comes up, um, that most of my constituents, the only SEC they care about is the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> and, um, and so, but the, the reality is the, the SEC that we're referring to here, the Securities and Exchange Commission, um, they're not particularly good at the re regulatory side of the business that they're focused on and that they've been doing for years and years and years. And so why on earth anyone believes that the, um, that the SEC in Washington, D.C. is going to be any better uh, from a justice warrior standpoint, to use your terminology, uh, than they are in, in the regular regulatory function that they actually have, right. um, is beyond my ability to comprehend. But you're exactly right. Um, and, and COVID is the, the clearest and, and most uh, obvious example of this. But what we're seeing that is so frustrating to, to people like me is the, this Democrat playbook, particularly one playing out in Washington, D.C., is a playbook wherein they are showing what they truly believe, whereas we believe that the individual is best to make decisions. They believe in centralized yeah. decision-making. Yeah. Collective decision-making. Collectivism, yeah. centralized decision-making. Any decision made in Washington, D.C. is by um, definition, in their view, the best decision that can be made. Yeah. That's true in COVID. It's true in terms of regulatory environments in the private sector. It just happens to be absolutely the wrong policy yeah. for for america and and always has been and and always will be um and so it's a it's it's imperative that that we lead the way in fighting that uh, terminology and that that thinking in washington and and we're certainly willing to step up and try to do that yeah it just blows me away governor that we've got private sector companies that now see fit to place that at the top of their priority list uh, above just serving the public and creating value for society and in exchange for that they produce profit and that that allows them to hire people and and uh, generate overall economic well-being and activity uh, but it, it sounds almost like they're pandering to a Democrat base when in doing so. Well, it, it's certainly frustrating. You know, you, you know this, Gerard, and most of the uh, people across Mississippi know this. My background is in the investments world, and, yeah. and I was always taught um, – uh, both in, in my professional career and, and before that in my schooling that um, those individuals that, that serve on boards of, of large corporations, uh, their role is to maximize shareholder value yeah. and, and, and focus on the business. And unfortunately, because of the, the 
some of the types of people that have gotten involved and engaged in boardrooms across America, they're more, they seem to be more focused on a political agenda uh, than they are on actually doing their job. And, and they have a fiduciary responsibility, right. uh, a legal obligation to those shareholders. And I would argue in many instances, um, th- there are a lot of them that are choosing not to adhere to what their real responsibility is. And you're seeing now companies and, and, and particularly big businesses they're beginning to feel the pinch of, you know what? If if you want to play in that space, it's a it, it can come back to bite you. Yeah. And a prime example of this is Major League Baseball. Yeah, they decided that they were going to punish Georgia because they determined that they knew better what laws in Georgia ought to be than the state of Georgia did. So they moved the All Star game. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, in the primaries last week, we had more people vote than ever before. They <laughs> complete were just farce. Complete farce. Totally <laughs> wrong. And um, and it, it's just. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And and um, you're you're seeing a lot of backlash. But there, we'll talk about this as we come back. There's some potential legal liability on the part of these boards as well from from shirking their their fiduciary responsibilities. You point out. We got Governor Tate Reeves here in the Element Well Studios. We're at Unleash Mississippi, Empower Mississippi's big event today. Stay with us. We'll come right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 69. Finally, Friday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 86. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. I'm Michael Guest. To get America back on the right track, we must return to conservative policies and principles. That means protecting our constitutional rights, liberties, and freedom. Getting government out of the way so our economy can grow. To stop inflation and bring down prices. I'm honored to serve as your congressman, and I'm asking for your vote on June the 7th. With your support, we will put America first, now and for our children's future. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. You don't want to miss the huge Civil War Relic Show at Brandon City Hall, Saturday, June the 11th from 9 to 5 and Sunday, June the 12th from 9 to 3. Featuring vendors selling weapons, relics, antiques, photographs, books, uniforms, art, and so much more. Living history and canons will be on display. Join us at Brandon City Hall, Saturday, June the 11th from 9 to 5 and Sunday, June the 12th from 9 to 3. Free genealogy research, indoor prizes, great Father's Day gift ideas, $7 admission for adults and kids under 12 are free. Sponsored by the Sons of Confederate Veterans, Camp 265, Brandon. Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. 
They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Fannin. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's medical marijuana laws are still in their infancy, and while it may be legal in our state, it's still illegal under federal law. Navigating that conflict could prove difficult for some. Jay McDaniel with the Mississippi Gaming Commission told us for their industry, it's a touchy subject. When we license a casino and its executives and owners, one of the conditions is they must comply with all state and federal laws. It's just a very generic that's on their license. Right now, the commission's position is you don't undertake anything that could violate federal law, even if they're not prosecuting you. The application process got underway this week. If you plan to work with, certify, or use medical cannabis, log on to supertalk.fm for everything you need to know about the process, as well as the pre-application checklist. And the Mississippi Children's Museum in Meridian is having a fundraiser next Thursday, but this time around it's for adults 21 and over. The carnival-themed Mingle at the Museum event runs from 6 to 9 p.m. Admission is $25 per person. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV exhibit and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone to midday super talk mississippi we are coming at you live today we're down at two museums in the auditorium adjacent to the civil rights museum 
We're here for Empower Mississippi's Unleash, Unleash Mississippi event, the second annual of such events. I think there are going to be more to follow. And we've got Governor Tate Reeves with us in the Element Well studio. So, Governor, this morning, uh, when we kicked the show off, we talked to the superintendent of the current school district, uh, Dr. Lee Childress, a very innovative superintendent. Yesterday, we had the honor of being in Oxford with the Oxford School District. Uh, they did a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the new Center for Applied Engineering uh, lots of good things going on in education in the state of Mississippi in public education. We got a, uh, a teacher pay raise through, and one of the things I want to pass on, Governor, is that Superintendent Childress said that because of our pay raise, he's receiving applications from folks that live in in uh, in Tennessee that are interesting in in coming to Mississippi and teaching because of the pay raise. And these are teachers in that state right mm -hmm. now. So, and I know that was one of the goals was to get us uh, on par with the neighboring states and in fact the nation but I think there's lots of good there's lots of work to be done as you said earlier but uh, there's lots of good news on the education front in Mississippi there is a, a lot of good news on the education front in, in our state and for years and years um, our detractors both in state and out of state have constantly talked about Mississippi having the the 50th best K through 12 public education system in the state and mm -hmm. and what I would say to you Gerard is those same detractors can say that now but they're not telling the truth yeah um, if you look at um, all objective data uh, what has occurred in our state over the last 10 years is called the Mississippi miracle by by people in education circles all around the country and the reason for that is in a very short period of time uh, less than 10 years we've moved from the 50th best K through 12 system in America as defined by the the results in a couple of different surveys to somewhere between the 32nd and 35th best K through 12 educational system in America and and that is a credit to the men and women who are involved in the public education system. It's a credit to those individuals in our legislative branch over the last 10 years who have been willing to step up and, and make the hard decisions to both invest in public education but also be willing to reform yeah. public education when it made sense to do so. To focus on those things that are important. The, clearly the, the third grade reading test um, is, as, is probably going to go down as, as one of the single most important pieces of legislation that's ever been passed in the history yeah. of our state. Um, because now the kids that are leaving the third grade and moving on to the fourth grade are reading at a grade level and the kids, and this was very clear in the data as we looked at it before we passed that legislation, the kids that were being passed on from the third to the fourth grade in terms of social promotion just because the districts wanted to move those kids along if you were having a hard time reading in the fourth and fifth and sixth grade the likelihood that you could do your math and your science and your english homework in yeah. the seventh eighth and ninth grade were relatively low yeah. and if you weren't able to do your homework and weren't able to get your books up the likelihood that you were going to drop out was relatively high just one stat high school graduation rates in mississippi today compared to the day i was sworn in as lieutenant governor in january of 12 our uh, our graduation rates had fallen to 72.5%. The national average at that time was 84.5%. We were 12 points below the national average. Last year, the national average had risen to about 87%. Mississippi's was at 88.5%, wow. up 16 percentage points over a 10-year period. And that just means more people are entering the workforce with an opportunity to succeed. Yeah. And that's a that's – a, it's a – 
It really is the, the Mississippi miracle. It's something we should all be proud of. But again, I'll tell you, and you're going to hear me say this a lot, um, we ought to celebrate the fact that we have seen tremendous successes. We ought to celebrate that, we, uh, that we've gone from 50th to 33rd, 34th, 35th. But that's not good enough. Yeah. We've got to keep pushing, and you're going to see me keep pushing and keep um, working to, to hold those accountable. And you mentioned the teacher pay raise, which we as conservatives believe what? We believe in rewarding success. Sure. And our teachers have been so successful in the last 10 years at, at buying into uh, the, the, um, the changes that have been made in the system that have led to these tremendous improvements. Um, and we ought to reward them, and the way we've rewarded them is through significant increases in pay, uh, which are well-deserved to get us not only above the southeastern average, but above the national average in terms of average teacher pay. And, and that's something we as Mississippians should be proud of. Something that Superintendent Robertson of the Oxford School District said yesterday that really stuck with me that I wanted to share with you governors he really made the point that you know it's it's not about just just producing graduates to get a diploma here it's about producing young Mississippians that are ready to go to work we want people to stay in the state and work and produce for society and, and sometimes we don't always hear that and get that sort of attitude and sentiment from the educational realm they sort of feel like my job's done I got them graduated I got them out of the classroom but the superintendent there really understood it and said yep yeah, I get them to work that's exactly right and, and oh by the way it's not just about getting them to work in any job it's about getting them to work in a job that is can turn into a career yeah so you're earning wages where our per capita incomes are increasing yes. in our state and so it's about focusing those um, those workforce development programs in areas where not only the jobs are there the people are needed but also that you can you can truly earn the kind of wages uh, that can help provide for yourself and your family long term. And, and, when and that's that really what's all about. And everybody in the state benefits when that happens. Oh, 100%. Everybody in the state benefits. No doubt about that. Um, so we had um, su Superintendent of Education, Kerry Wright, uh, stepped down not too long ago, and the process is underway now to uh, find a replacement uh, to serve as the Superintendent of Education in Mississippi. How's that going? Have you got an update on that process at this point? Well, it, it's going it's going well. Obviously, the State Department of Education, the the Board of Education, which consists of appointees primarily from the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the speaker yeah. of the house, um, are engaged in that process. And um, it is, I think, it's incumbent that that those board members uh, focus on making sure that we hire the best person for Mississippi, whomever that may be, someone who can build on our successes. And and look, I, I've worked. Uh, I actually met. Dr. Wright just a day or two ago and uh, she and I have worked together now for almost 10 years and, and we've both taken uh, some criticism on, on some of the decisions that we've made uh, but the fact is the proof is in the pudding yeah. and the results are what they are with yeah. high school graduation rates at an all-time high with the number of dropouts in Mississippi at an all-time low uh, with our NAEP testing results in each of the last three years our 10-year growth numbers number one in the nation in 10-year growth numbers on those NAEP testing results um, some good things are happening and by the way this doesn't even take into account our relative performance over the last couple of years during the pandemic yeah the, the, the only data point that we really have um, that we can look at right now is the percentage of students that passed and the percentage of students that did not pass the first test of the third grade reading test 
And what we found is we had very little drop-off from 2019 to 2022, which tells me if you extrapolate that out, it is likely that what we're going to find is that Mississippi had uh, very little drop-off, although probably a slight drop-off in, yeah. in overall performance. A lot of other states that shut down, you're going to see pretty significant drop-offs. Um, and we're going to see that in some of the individual districts that took longer than a, a month or two um, outside of the classroom. I know you served as lieutenant governor when Empower Mississippi uh, came onto the fold, and, and uh, one of the first uh, objectives they had was creating uh, a bill and getting a bill passed that would establish uh, uh, charter schools in the state of Mississippi. Do you feel like that is a valuable part of the overall educational domain to have charter schools? I absolutely do. I, uh, public charter schools in Mississippi have given literally thousands of kids an option a choice, uh, the ability to, um, for whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily mean that the school that they're in is a bad school. It just yeah. means it may not be meeting that right. individual kid's need. And so, you know, the, the, the argument that we have made for a number of years is that we have to have an educational system that is not focused on any one institution or is not focused on any one district or is not focused uh, on any one school even, but it's focused on that individual kid. What are we doing that's in the best interest of that kid? If you take me to a district or an institution or a school and you show me the leadership is making decisions based upon what's best for that kid, regardless of it's best for the adults or not, then I'll show you a district or a institution that is doing well. Yeah. And it's all about making decisions based upon what's best for the kids. And what we're seeing is, is that um, the public charter school law that was passed in Mississippi at the time was top five in the nation and a lot of kids have benefited from from having those options and clearly uh, I would have um, we probably haven't seen the uh, the number of schools that we would have anticipated or hoped for um, when that was initially uh, um, brought into the foray but it certainly got a lot of people's attention and I think that one of the reasons one of the small reasons that we are seeing uh, tremendous upticks in overall educational performances because that's now um, a tool in the toolbox. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it went from zero to I think we have nine in the state now. We have more in the works. Uh, Empowers put this Embark uh, organization in place to help those who seek to create a charter school. So uh, I think it's a good part of the overall mix and appreciate your support of that. Governor, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Look forward to your remarks later on. We're at uh, Unleash Mississippi. Thanks, Governor. Thanks, Gerard. Always great to be on. Yes, sir. We'll come right back. we got the final segment down here at two museums. That's where we are for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi. Stay with us. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Why don't you mind your own business? 
mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleEase can help. How can they help? PeopleEase can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting PeopleLease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting PeopleLease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with PeopleLease. Let PeopleLease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit FreePayrollQuotes.com for your free quote. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests. Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch. State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back and play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live on Super Talk Mississippi. Johnny was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. Love 
let me do I think it was And from there it didn't take him long Got himself a guitar Used to play every night Now he's in a rock and roll outfit And everything's alright Don't you know Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are at two museums today for Empower Mississippi's Unleash Mississippi event. We do so appreciate the governor of the great state of Mississippi for coming on the program today and uh, sharing some of his thoughts on this event and his his uh, vision really do appreciate that uh, coming on the interview to interview with us today and so the room is starting to fill up folks we got people uh, coming into the venue here at two museums the auditorium panel discussions will get kicked off we're going to have Governor Rees delivering uh, an address as well but this is just good. This is good when we assemble, assemble um, citizens that are interested in good policy in Mississippi. And we have, of course, lawmakers, the governor, the Speaker of the House, all present. And to coalesce around and exchange ideas, consume process, and devise solutions. And, and this is a situation where it's just not lawmakers in the Capitol, in their respective chambers, but rather... This is an open forum where we've got attendees who are concerned about uh, our state and want to see good policy enacted, and so they're here, and uh, and of course, and they're also consulting with subject matter experts across a um, a variety of, of subject areas, but of course, Empower focuses on uh, what we call work, uh, justice and education and education choice. Uh, I am disappointed last year that we didn't get any new charter schools authorized by the Charter School Authorizer Board and, and that honestly was, uh, I can share as a member of the board, was the the impetus to create Embark Mississippi which is uh, a, a sub-department if you will, a department within Empower Mississippi that focuses on assisting uh, those who seek to get a charter school authorized in the state. So that uh, I think it's going to be a really good deal for the state to get more charter schools. Keep in mind charter schools can only locate in districts that are failing, that have a D grade or an F grade. They cannot locate in districts where uh, the, the schools grade at a higher level. Uh, Jason on the ceasefire text line says listening uh, to the governor is much better talking in open. He, he enjoys that more than he does the uh, the national interviews. I, I think you'll find, Jason, when the governor is is with you on a one-on-one -on -one basis or in a, on a forum like we have here on middays that uh, he always does a good job. He's, he's always well informed and, and he's not afraid, doesn't shy away from the, from the issues and, and he'll, he'll talk about uh, virtually anything with respect to the state. Jason also said my son's school district was, was virtual from March 2020 to 2021 and I can guarantee you that he's right about testing, talking about the governor, testing scores in schools that were shut down. Yeah, um, I think that was handled pretty well here in Mississippi. I think in retrospect we probably now know it was unnecessary to ever shut the schools down. 
I think the teachers unions who influenced that to a great extent and really pushed hard on the Democrat run states and the Democrat run school districts are a large part of the reason for the extended closures in those states and those districts that simply did not happen here uh, in the state of Mississippi and, and I agree I just don't think there's any substitute for uh, the learning environment that one receives in a classroom being face-to-face uh, uh, -face with their teachers without those stupid masks on and with their uh, their peers the the other students and just others involved in the academic and the school environment there's as much to be said for that uh, as there is the content in the textbooks that to some extent is almost secondary we can't really develop well-rounded uh, students, well-rounded citizens, students who become citizens w without that sort of experience, that sort of exposure. So I think that's really important and, and uh, I'm glad that everybody's back in school and I think the, the teachers, the parents, the, uh, the students as well will attest to that. So um, anyhow, we have got uh, a big program plan here today for Unleash Mississippi. It's Empower Mississippi's second e annual of such event. The room is filling up, folks. If you're in the area, come on down to uh, two museums. And while you're here, be sure you tour that Civil Rights Museum. You, you won't regret it, I can assure you. It is incredibly educational and just a, a great historical representation of the state of Mississippi. The great state of Mississippi, I might add. That's it for today. We're once again down at two museums, Unleash Mississippi. Rhino and I will be back with you in the Element Well Studios at Super Talk tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.